0: This episode of POMCAST is sponsored by YAK. YAK is the hub of the knitting and crocheting community in Brighton in the UK. Run by a team of passionate makers, YAK strives to provide their customers with the highest quality tools and yarns.
1: They champion independent companies from the UK and abroad, chosen responsibly for the unique and luxurious qualities. Whether you're after an eye-catching hand-dyed yarn, I often am, a traditional Shetland wool or a stylish Scandi thread, they have something for everyone.
0: The Yak team values transparency, and they know that their customers do too. Wherever possible, their website includes extra bits of information on yarn, such as the provenance of the fibres, the locations of the manufacture, how the yarn is spun, and whether it has been superwash treated or not. All very helpful. And all of this will help you make informed decisions based on what is important to you.
1: That's so important if you're shopping online, just to have that little detail. And uh, they're knitters, so they know what you want to know. If you live in the East Sussex area or happen to be visiting Brighton, you can also check out their knitting and crochet workshops. They have classes suitable for all levels designed to inspire seasoned and new knitters alike.
0: So our friends at Yak are offering 10% off for POMCAST listeners. That's you! Until the 16th of December. Just visit their website, yarnandknitting.com, and enter the code YAKPOMCAST. That's Y-A-K-P-O-M-C-A-S-T at checkout. Gift cards, sale items and classes are not included, but everything else is. So thank you, Yak.
1: Thanks, Yak. And if you didn't get it already, Yak is a very clever acronym of yarn and knitting. So an easy one to remember there when you're heading to the website. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, welcome to Pomcast, the podcast brought to you by Pom Pom Quarterly. I'm Sophie Heathscott and joined as I am now twice a month with
0: Lydia Glock. Hello, nice to see you, Sophie. Hi. slash hear you.
1: Yes, we can see each other, but people can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is the magic of technology. Indeed. And how are you? I'm good. I am feeling uh, very inspired by the chat we had with Hohe and Vera.
0: Yeah, same. It's always such a joy to have really any kind of interaction with them. Um, But it was particularly nice to get to speak to them at more length. And uh, also we could see them. Uh, The listeners will not be able to see them, but they can imagine the joyful faces.
1: Indeed. So as you probably guessed, this episode is an interview episode with Hoki Locatelli and Vera Valmaki, the designers behind the Interpretation Series. And here we are celebrating the
0: dawning of Volume 8. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, isn't it? When they were talking about the fact that they've been creating interpretations for, did they say 10 years? Yeah now must be just about it's similar age to pom-pom it
1: is uh we're so proud to publish interpretations if you haven't heard of it before this is a collaborative designing project which is i don't know i think it's quite unique in its uh format
0: yeah so for each um each volume uh hohi and vera choose six words and they then create designs based on those words and they also um have kind of written blurbs that go along with the words. And you'll hear more about this in the interview about how they kind of use those words as a kind of jumping off point. Um, and it's interesting because the uh, the words, you know, then turn into something very visual, but it seems like they don't necessarily always go from very specifically visual references. Although of course the words are evocative of, um, of things for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so you get uh, these six words, for their collection and they each interpret these. And so there's 12 patterns all together. And you yeah, get a little insight to their their styles and process of designers as they each interpret. Again, that keyword these <laughs> <laughs> uh these words. Um, would you be interested in knowing which ones they've chosen for this collection, lydia I would. They have chosen challenge, patience, anticipation. I should have, <laughs> I should have paused for that one. Challenge patience. <laughs> and anticipation <laughs> oh the next word is pace this guy this is just like setting yourself up for a joke here <laughs> <laughs>
0: it really is do you know the the secret of comedy uh challenge patience anticipation and pace it's timing
1: Damn. <laughs> uh and the other words are compassion and emphasis so really, we've already had a, a real blast just reading those out. So imagine what it's like to design from from these starting <laughs> points.
0: <laughs> Indeed, and imagine the incredible designs themselves. Indeed. So you are probably all
1: dying to see this collection. And this works a little bit differently to the way the Quartet magazine does. We have taster teaser images if you will sneak peeks on the website and uh on our social media and pre-order is now live on the pom-pom website um but the patterns will be revealed in full on the 7th of december and uh we yeah we can't wait to share that all with you
0: of course that also is a good festive time to be looking at a festive gift possibly for yourself or maybe for a knitter in your life who you want to give a really cool book to um already we have on the pom-pom website our offerings for your festive season
1: the festive offerings so you can <laughs> find and again this is if you're in, into the gifting season then take this as a gifting season recommendation if the gifting season is within your heart always for yourself then please welcome that as well uh, we have subscriptions. And a really fun reverse subscription. So if you missed out on the classic offerings of Pom Pom this year, you can uh, put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it with a reverse sub.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Which means that you can buy, like Sophie said, the past four issues from last year from this year. (laughs) What is time? Confused. What is time anyway? Uh, well, the website will make this much clearer than we can possibly, so it's definitely worth going to have a, um, a browse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are indeed other bundles, I believe. So if-
1: Yes, if you like your books, we have uh, interpretations bundles. That's uh, the new upcoming volume eight, as we are talking about right now, with volume seven. There's a Shetland Trader bundle. You'll know about Shetland Trader from the bad interview we've had with Gudrun recently. Um, but if you're more of a beginner, we have a beginner bundle maybe there's a person in your life you need to introduce a little more to the world of knitting and that includes knit how our learned knit book and ready set raglan which is our uh, building blocks of making raglan jumpers
0: and if you have someone that you would like to gift a pom-pom related present but you're not entirely sure which uh, pom-pom publications they have in their special pom-pom bookshelf then you can always get a gift card and then you allow them to choose which uh, designs they would like to partake in
1: and that's a digital gift card so you don't even have to worry about stuff arriving on time you could do that last minute I'm not encouraging you do but hey sometimes that situation happens and you've just got to
0: we've all been there you've got to <laughs> ping a little
1: email through and uh that option is there for you as well Well, there's some nice things to think about if that's the sort of stuff you're thinking about right now. Uh, You can find them online or we'll have a link in the show notes. But I think it's time, without further ado, to dial in to the interview uh, hotline. (laughs) (laughs) The knit line. Yeah, the knit line. And uh, have a nice chat with uh, Hoi and Vera. Welcome to Hoagie and Vera. We've got a quartet of voices uh, on the podcast again. What a treat. Hi to Hoagie. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Thanks,
2: Sophie.
3: And hi to Vera. Hello, hello. So hello. good to
0: be here.
1: I always think it's important that we figure out whose voice is whose, because I don't think some people still don't know which one's Sophie and which one's Lydia. So uh...
0: Yeah, we like to keep that a mystery, keep everyone guessing. Yeah. We're, we're interchangeable, so, you know. <laughs>
1: Um, And you're both joining us. Uh, We've got a real cross-world recording.
0: (laughs) Global, if you will.
1: (laughs) And we thought it would be fun because we know you guys, you know each other very well. We wanted to ask you to introduce each other to start this podcast. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hoki, would you like to go first and maybe introduce Vera for us and the listeners?
2: Yes, I would love to introduce you to my best friend. Her name is Vera, and she is a knitter and pattern designer who lives in Finland. Vera lives outside of Helsinki in a beautiful house uh, in the woods, and she's been designing for well over 10 years now. She has published her own books. We have published books together. She has um, beautiful patterns that you can find on Ravelry and her favorite thing to work on are stripes. How did I do? Very well. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's all true, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we love to, yeah, Vera, tell us about your friend, Hohe.
3: <laughs> oh yes, so here we also have Hohe um my sister from the other side of the world almost <laughs> uh he lives in argentina in the capital in buenos aires and she also has a lovely lovely house but that's so different from mine because it's in the city it's tiny it's so lovely um hohi lives with her husband and two boys now teenagers and hohi has also been designing uh more than 10 years now and she you can find her on ravelry and she has a lovely podcast uh, on youtube as well so go check that out um oh i love about um Hohe's designs because they are always so well thought through and you always learn something and I think uh Hohe likes a challenge and most of her designs also have that challenge for her and for us knitters.
2: Uh,
0: (laughs) Thanks. Oh those were such lovely introductions it's so clear um how good your working relationship is. And it's so lovely that we get to publish your collaborations. Um, Thank you. (laughs) But um, yeah, so on the kind of topic of working together, and as we've said, you live quite far away from each other um, and you've been working together for a very long time, publishing interpretations. So you're used to the challenges now of working long distance. But how did you find the process for this volume, for volume eight?
2: Yeah, so um, Volume 8 sort of came as um second part of what happened with Volume 7. Um, for Volume 7, we were not still going through a pandemic, so we were still working with our usual rhythm. so we were hoping to get together and uh, put everything together in the end for the photo shoot and in the midst of that. The pandemic came and we had to figure out a way to shoot the books being apart. And I think that when we started Volume 8, we were kind of optimistic and we thought perhaps we can meet, perhaps we can travel, but let's just not hold our expectations too high. Let's work just thinking that we may not. So we decided to get together more regularly. So we had um, made a commitment to meet each other every week. So we would um, catch up and show each other the progress. We would show each other our works in progress and if we had to frog something or redo a part of the design, we could share our frustration. <laughs> um, so somehow I think that uh, Vera and I both agree that somehow working on these two volumes, knowing that we could not meet, made us work more closely to each other because we would regularly meet and you know update each other. And so, it's one of the positive things that the pandemic brought it's more like a more continuous communication between the both of us, which was great. I I really appreciate that it left us <laughs> with that.
1: And how do you feel, Vera? How about that process?
2: Uh, yeah, exactly the same.
3: But I must say, because we never used to like chat over, uh, whatever video (laughs) we had available we never did that before because we met kind of regularly uh, all around the world so we didn't feel that so necessary but these past two years we've really been more together than ever before and it's not only the the book or the projects or the work it's also we've been training together (laughs) we've been doing all the things uh, distantly but still more together probably than ever
1: and training that's not in the sense of like speed knitting that's like physical workouts <laughs> right i wish i
3: had more running Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting because that leads me to my next question because you have this great working partnership What what is your process for keeping each other motivated and inspired throughout you know a, a long project that's over long distance uh and so many different like elements that you're working together with uh Vera maybe you'd like to start with this
3: uh yes uh, lovely a uh, good question I think the motivation is always kind of something that ebbs and flows and I think typically one of us is like highly motivated and picks up the other if the other one is not so into things um but Mm, I, I have to say that I feel like how oh, he always um, suggests new things, brings these new ideas <laughs> or challenges. And I, <laughs> I'm the one who's always, yeah, Mimi, let's do that. Yeah, let's go.
2: <laughs> uh, so I think that really works for us. <laughs> I have. Uh huge tendency to drag people to do things I am very hyper at times I can be truly annoying and um, I have found the most patient and supportive friend like I had to go find her in Finland but she's there And so I can say she has said yes to the most incredible challenges ever. So she would say yes to let's work on a book and the publishing date is in four months. Do you think we can do it? And she'll go, okay, let me think about it. I think we can do it. Let's (laughs) go for it. Or I've been thinking of this crazy trip and I don't even know where we would be staying. Do you think you want to come? And the answer is always yes, always, always. So um, Vera is very supportive and um, open-minded that way. And I, as going back to your initial question, how do you keep other people you know, your partner, your friend, or other people motivated. Um, Sometimes you just know when your friend needs a pickup, when you, you know, when someone is, uh, maybe someone's texting back, yeah, I'm fine, I'm doing fine, but you just know that there's something going on. Um, We've known each other for so many years that she knows when I need a word or I need her be, besides me and i know when i know the same about her you just know when you have such a friend and sometimes you just need to you know fade away for a couple of weeks and maybe be quiet or give the other person some time to work on other things and sometimes you know that you have to step back in and you know pick, pick someone up so i think that you no know, when you know someone that much you know, when those things are needed. And it's good.
1: Sounds like you have got a really good balance together to, I guess, here we are with volume eight, which we're really proud to be on the, you know, on the cusp of releasing so soon. Uh, So it's exciting.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's so lovely to hear you talk about your friendship and working relationship. And I think it really comes through in the, in the books that you publish together, the kind of, like joy that you have working together and the shared love of making um, at the same time. And that's kind of something that runs through all of the volumes um, and something that they all have in common. But of course, they are also also all different, uh, being different volumes. And I wondered if you could talk a bit, or we wondered if you could talk a bit about what makes volume eight of Interpretations different from the previous
2: volumes. Um, For this volume... I would have to say that um, we both uh, I think that pretty early in the planning stages, we both decided that we would showcase our capital cities for the photography. So I think that we were both thinking of them as them as in our cities uh, for the aesthetics of some of the designs. So you will find that um, some of my designs are romantic, bohemian, and I think that some of Vera's design are graphic, as uh, and minimal as in her city or capital city. Uh, so I think that that really influenced the way we both designed, and the other, um, The other different, although it's not the first time we did it, different thing is that we used a lot of color for this volume. So sometimes uh, it's not the first very colorful volume that we've published, but we are both very drawn to a gray scale. So we have even published a purely gray black and white volume like volume six. This one, as opposed to that is very colorful and we wanted it to be very bright. So also we did that with the photography. We want it to be very luminous. And I think that's what I would say it's different.
3: Yes, I would also add that we kind of, because we kind of moved from the Volume 7 that was done purely during the first stages of Pandemic. So the 8 kind of followed that, but I feel like there is a bit more hopefulness, like uh, something to look forward to, something like the bright colors instantly make you happy. That's the tone that I hope that shows. In the
1: in that volume yeah, lovely, so when we think about uh interpretations, we obviously think of the the words that you choose, uh, and that's how you develop each of your patterns. Um, I wanted to ask where does the where does the process of choosing these words start?
3: I can start this one <laughs> if you don't mind hohi <laughs> So the words, I think it's it's the two things that we always start with. It's the colors, the palette, and then the words. And the words are something that we find interesting or something that have the mm, kind of like the atmosphere that we are looking for. But it's not, uh, it's never like we have this and this and this and we have to keep it in those, rather than we we go back and forth, um, do a list of different words that speak to us at the moment, and then choose from all of those words. And I do think that now that we are, have reached the eighth volume, I keep thinking, maybe, did we use this word already? <laughs> and sometimes i even have to look back and see oh it was already there
1: (laughs) well you know it's a favorite if you've already uh, yeah exactly
2: it's it's very possible that we reuse some some words (laughs) (laughs) sometimes with a different interpretation of it exactly (laughs) (laughs) um Um, The words we pick have also the um, property of not being very concrete most of the times. So they allow for different interpretations. And, And I think that because of that, every time that I look back to one of our previous volumes, I could find a reason why one of us chose some of those words depending on what we were going through as women or as uh, professionals or, you know, growing up. Um, So perhaps it's more the way you want to interpret those words in order for them to represent you. But it's very interesting. When we go back to volume six um that was a very deep volume for both of us. We were you know go, kind of melancholic for that volume, and then volume seven we were during the pandemic, and the words hadn't been picked had had been picked before the pandemic started, but those words later in the pandemic context and the texts we wrote for them were really relevant. and you know, I kept thinking, why did we choose? words like these, um you know like beyond and and what we wrote for that and it is it's i i really like the whole process of not just choosing the words but then giving them the entire meaning as we make the book and so it's yeah i like the concept for the books <laughs>
1: I guess it's almost they, they do they are timeless in there like you say this like the the open I keep saying interpretation it's such a great word <laughs> of it but you also it sounds like you have this like an abstract diary like little diary entries to match with the words from those periods I guess
2: yeah totally yeah mm. yeah
0: that's just one of the things that makes them so special uh, these volumes, and I'm always interested every time to see which words you're going to choose, <laughs> and and you know specifically what you have you know to say about those words, and um, mm. that's part of the joy of uh, you know kind of seeing seeing the next volumes. And obviously, another thing that we like is seeing the knits and the pieces that you've uh, made for each volume and the beautiful photography. And it always looks like you have so much fun on your photo shoots. Um, And we wondered if you could tell us a bit more about capturing the patterns for this collection.
3: Um, So the photographs for this one, uh, it was of course a different experience the previous ones until the sixth volume we've always been together somewhere so it has meant to we will travel we will meet each other we always have such a good time on those photo shoots but I have to say that staying connected uh, even over the internet with the photo shoots uh, even if they are happening separately, even on separate days, as we did for this uh, eighth volume, I still felt super connected to Hohe's He's photo shoot day, and I hope Hohe also had a glimpse glimpse to my my photo shoot day uh, this year. So we wanted to show you uh, all the knitters, uh the beautiful capitals of uh, our uh, our countries. So Hohi's photos were done in Buenos Aires and how he worked with a new photographer and I think the photos are amazing and somehow with the knits and the light and the aesthetic it works so well into Buenos Aires I I'm amazed <laughs> and how he looks so beautiful <laughs> in each and every one of those Uh, For mine, um, I worked with Jonna Jolkin again. Uh, She has been doing photos for us since the second volume. And it's so easy and comfortable for me to work with her because we are also good friends. Um, I think Jonna knows what, what kind of photos we need and what we want and what is the aesthetic that we are going for. And for me as well, this volume was uh, very special because I don't think I've ever done a photo shoot in Helsinki, like trying to show some of the like more well-known touristic attractions or things that really make Helsinki Helsinki. <laughs> so it was lovely to go to those places and show it through my eyes, Jonna's eyes and through the Nets.
1: I love that for all the volumes you've always modeled your own network. Is that a important decision for you?
2: It is the most important decision that we make every year, and I think that every year we decide to model. It's not, you know, it's not something that uh, I think that we always think, okay, perhaps someday we can have someone else model them. Um, but then we always decide to do them ourselves, the modeling. We have talked about that part um, among, you know, between each other, um, between the two of us and uh, in front of other people too. And interpretations for us, as you guys said, it's like a journal. And it's like a recording of us growing as women, as knitters, as friends. Um, You know, we're definitely not the same young girls that we were modeling volume one. Sometimes we look at them. We (laughs) long for those fresh faces. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... um, I I mean, I always say that we do get ready for a photo shoot. As Vera said, Vera was very generous with her compliments on my looks. So I do get makeup and hair done. So it's not that what you see in the book is the hockey that you will see every day or even recording the podcast. Um so I try to look my best, but it's me after all. So, you know, it's this woman who has Been taking, having these photos taken for 10 years now, and hopefully many years more. And I think that the same as the words will have different meaning the more we read them or the more we write them. um, We will look different and it will be fun to see those years and volumes go by in the photos. Every year it gets harder every year um, both Vera and I feel less confident to be on that side of the camera. I have the hopes that one day it will not matter anymore (laughs) That I'll be beyond the fear of what I look like in a photograph. Um, I'm hopeful. But um, yeah, I think that we both really, really like to be ourselves, to be representing what we felt um, when, you know, when I design something, I see myself wearing that garment or or that piece for interpretations, especially. Sometimes I uh, design for pom-pom and I can visualize a pom-pom model, you know, wearing, That piece, but for interpretations, it's so honest. It's so from us that I really can't see anyone else modeling that um, that knitwear other than you know Vera and I. I don't think I could even model Vera's projects. Um, It has to be her, and for mine, it has to be me. So I hope we can still do that. Yes, and I have to add that
3: I do love to look back and see the transformations because we are not the same girls anymore, but see also the growth. Uh, the I feel even if we are not always confident and especially on the photo shoot day, it, it might feel a bit intimidating, but after seeing the photos, I typically always take a deep breath and see, okay, it's fine. The photos show exactly what I thought they would. I don't know what I was afraid of. This is me. Nobody's perfect, but it's me out here. So I love that uh, that aspect of the photos so much, even if
2: we have to make the decision every year <laughs> again. Being, being together helped us uh, so much the first six years we were able to shoot together. Um, you know, we would like encourage each other, we would you know do each other's hair makeup, and like plan the wardrobe together, and so you go out there to do your pose, so much calm, calmer than being on your own, being alone. Um, but. I, I think that we might get together for next one. I have I, good hope. I hope so, too. <laughs> Fingers crossed here, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you say it's hard, but you do make it look easy with all the beautiful pictures we see in the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, and as you say, it's a kind of a wonderful record of your lives in knitting, in a way. I know that um, interpretations is just one aspect of all the work you do, but... Like you say, you've got these kind of snapshots in time to look back over that are like of yourselves and of the work that you've done together. And you've got all these memories of the, you know, encouraging each other. And yeah, I think it sounds like a really wonderful thing.
2: For me personally, Interpretations is definitely the most important project I work on every year. Um, I personally give, uh, and I think better too. Um, We give interpretations the number one place in our calendars, in our planning, in our, you know, I give interpretations, my best ideas, my best designs, you know, my best effort always goes to that every year. So it's, um, it's a pretty accurate recording of what went through that year.
3: Yes, I have to say. And I think also the amount of ripping and re-knitting things that I've done for interpretations tells a story that I really want to get the designs right for these <laughs> series.
1: I guess it's that almost that thing as well, when you're you're working, you say it's important to yourselves. It's also important you have got that that teammate, that you know, each other to say like, okay, and now I've done this and the other person's like, Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> that must be so wonderful. <laughs> yeah
2: totally totally yeah we do have that
1: i wonder if we started with introducing each other how to end with uh favorite patterns
3: can i start with uh, my favorite of Hohe's designs for volume eight oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> can we go that way
0: <laughs> sure Perfect.
3: okay yeah. um, <laughs> i have to say that my absolute favorite even though they are all gorgeous and I so want to knit all of them. It must be the ladybird uh, shawl or wrap. It is gorgeous and I remember you knitting it and feeling like, is this gonna be okay? Is it good? And I was like, it's gorgeous, it's so good, all the colors look so great. I just love that pattern and the pictures as well.
2: I frogged big time for that pattern. Things change, colors change, but it worked out. There's a lot of frogging going on behind the scenes, both That's for both of sometimes us. Sometimes too much. Yeah, and a lot of un- a lot of uncertainty. Like we never show um, our like submissions to each other. <laughs> so we do have an initial plan of what the collection will look like, but it does not look at all like that initial <laughs> proposal when we're done. Many, many things change, um, you know, over the course of the year. I mean, things like, not for this volume, but we could be working with a company that of yarn that is no longer in business or... I, I I personally, I hope he ran out of yarn and I can't get <laughs> any more because of my customs restrictions. So instead of a long cardigan, we get a cropped one and things like that. <laughs> my favorite design from Vera is the Baroque shawl. And I love it because it has everything, um, you know, there's stripes, there's brios, there's lace and she puts these things you know, these elements together in a way that it's almost compelling. Like you see her show and you have to work on it. You, you know, you instantly go to your stash and see what you could put together because it has a bit of everything. It's like having your favorite cake with all your favorite uh <laughs> toppings and frostings and you know and and she somehow she she makes that in a show. She makes you wanna Try the cake immediately. Let's need this show. And it's a half pie. So speaking of cake.
1: (laughs) I love it. It's brilliant.
2: Thanks,
3: Sophie.
1: All right. Well, just for fun to end, we like to hear what people are excited about. So this can be anything. It doesn't have to be craft or knitting related. But um, yeah, what's what's getting you going? What's getting you excited? Obviously, the release of Volume 8 all on our lists. Um, but Vera, what uh, what are you excited about at the moment?
3: Mm, I have to say all the sports. <laughs> it's been happening for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this year, it's happening together with Hohe. So we've been training, we've been running, doing some bike rides, some strength t- training as well together. <laughs> and then on my end, of course, I love tennis, football, you name it.
1: <laughs> so the designers who train together stay together. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're doing a um, HIIT program, which is very intense, and so we share the workouts and the workouts we complete, and um, it's another way to, you know, stay in touch with your friends, share the training, and, you know, we work as accountability partners, and so we keep each other motivated and chatting and happy.
1: So. Are you on direct like, calls like as you're running along, like, how are you doing? Or is it just like you check in at the beginning <laughs> and the end?
2: <laughs> I can't speak while I'm running. I can't do anything <laughs> other than running. And trying to breathe while I do that. (laughs) But once we complete the workouts, we take a screenshot of whatever app we use for that. And then so we send each other the screenshots and then it's the other person's turn to cheer you on like you're a rock star and stuff like that.
1: Lydia, this is what we're missing out on. This is what
0: we've got to, know, to do. I was yeah. going to say, we really uh, we're missing the hit hit component. Even of if our... it's a,
2: <laughs> even if it's a walk around the block, we go like, you are fierce, you know, you are <laughs> on fire.
3: Yes, it doesn't matter. Even if the run is five minutes long, you did it, and we yeah. will cheer. Yeah,
2: if you're excited about it and you send us a screenshot, we'll cheer you on. <laughs>
1: oh, <that's>
2: so nice. <laughs>
1: Uh, I kind of feel like you both are excited about that. Hoki, was there anything you wanted to
2: add? I am really excited to travel a little bit again. That's keeping me very, very motivated. I've been doing a little bit of traveling already this year with my family. Um, I don't know if people know, but traveling is my other big, big, huge passion together with knitting. I feel like I live for traveling and... um, so now that uh, we've been all vaccinated and the, the borders are opening up a little bit, we have traveled to the States during this year. And um, next year, I'm planning to go to Europe for the first time. I'm hoping that things will continue to improve everywhere so that we can still feel safe uh, to come. But that's keeping me really, really excited and motivated. And, you know, a lot of the things I do, ultimately I do them so that I can travel. Like, you know, everyone knows that Vera and I teach so that we can travel. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, being able to, you know, there are obviously things that we cannot even think about um, yet. But there are things that we can do, and that's keeping me very, very happy and and excited. So, yeah,
1: I think it's a big. Uh, I'm sure for many people listening, it's a big uh, hope for us all to be able to travel a little bit more, see mm-hmm. everyone around the world. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah so
2: hopefully next year we can we can cross the ocean. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
1: Well, in the meantime, we will have uh, we'll have these podcasts to keep in touch, which is lovely.
0: So I was going to say thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you both thank so you much. Guys. It's been such a pleasure. And I feel very like invigorated and more hopeful having spoken to you both. I feel like the kind of hopefulness that you're talking about in the colours and the volume um, uh, kind of coming through from both of you as well. Well, Thank
2: you, thank you so
0: much for having us. Thanks again so much to hohi and vera for taking the time out of their busy knitting schedules to talk to us we hope that you enjoyed that conversation as much as we so clearly did
1: yeah it was truly lovely to chat to them a real uh energy from the magic that is their collaboration really came across and uh long may it continue well that's it for this episode thank you for joining us we hope you are keeping well all those projects are doing well um and if you're frogging it hey Hoagie and Vera seem to frog all the time as well. So it happens to the best (laughs) most professional nurses.
0: Certainly does.
1: And don't forget that this episode was thanks to our lovely sponsors, Yak. You can get 10% off their website. Uh, Their website is yarnandknitting.com by entering the code yakpomcast at checkout. Ooh, go check it out. (laughs) Thanks so much. At (laughs) the checkout.
0: Nice. <laughs> Thanks so much, Yak. And I just wanted to note that Yak has a special place in my heart because I remember meeting the owner uh at a knitting festival before she opened the shop and she was talking about this new plan to open a knitting shop in Brighton. And then she did. And it's just as wonderful as we all thought it would be. And um the times I have been to the shop, I have very much enjoyed it.
1: It is a special place. And if you can't visit
0: find it online yes great reminder so thanks again of course to yak as sophie said and goodbye pomcats we'll see you in a couple of weeks see you soon take care Bye. Bye.
1: pomcast is produced by lydia gluck and sophie heathscott along with the team at pom pom quarterly magazine you can buy your copy of the magazine and subscribe too at our online shop pompommag.com forward slash shop and there you'll find all the festive gifts we mentioned Ooh, la la.
0: <laughs> big thanks as always to eli block for creating the original music for this show and for being an essential part in creating this podcast and thanks to portmanteau music for the tracks used in this episode thanks as always to
1: megan fernandez co-creator and editor of pom pom quarterly and a huge thanks to the whole pom pom team who helped us behind the scenes with lots of little different digital and admin based things to make sure this podcast gets out in the time
0: thank you if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and why not leave a review—five stars only, as I always say. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the reviews we want. Um, so you can send any feedback or ideas to podcast at pompommag.com and don't forget to keep in touch with us via the podcast group on the Pom Pom Rivalry forum. I remember meeting. Um, what's the, is it? Kate, the name of the woman who runs Yak, yeah. and before she started the shop, yeah. She was like, I'm gonna open a knitting shop. And we were like, Yeah, do it. Woo! <laughs> I
1: remember Megan saying, like, what there isn't a knitting shop in Brighton already? Like
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so it's clearly a gap in the market. A yak in the market. Hey. hey yo. Yo. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>